Good morning. This is Denna Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling, where we explore the lives of people who've been called to various types of ministries, both in their churches and in their communities. Today, we're here with Rob and Dana Owens. They are from Kynos Church. Kynos Church means it meets at 402 North Walnut. They're uh, there on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and then they have Wednesday Worship in the Word at 6.30 p.m. Introducing you to local church and community leaders, The Calling. Welcome, Rob and Dana. Hey, it's good to be here. I'm so glad you both are here. So you've got a thing or two going on, don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who, who don't know Rob, you're, you're on... Uh, uh, you're actually a director at Tennessee Tech mm-hmm. University. Tell me your job title there. No? No. I want to see if my wife me. can get it. Oh. Because <laughs> it's changed okay. over the years. He is the interim vice president for student affairs. Interim vice president of student affairs. And the pastor at Kynos Church. <laughs> That's correct. And they have five of the absolutely most beautiful, smart, funny children you will ever meet. And so let's give a shout out to the kids real quick. Say hi. Hi, Micah, Daniel, Joseph, Ezra, and Noah. What's up? (laughs) So as you can tell, they have a thing or two going on in their lives. And I have said to them before, I'll say it again. If I had five children, one of us would have to go to church or two of us perhaps (laughs) in our pajamas on Sunday morning because I would never be able to get it all together. So I'm in awe of the two of you. And I have responded, I can't believe we get there dressed and ready and halfway on time. Part, uh, part of that is a function of, of them getting older. Uh, so we've got three of them are teenagers now. So, What's it like having three teenagers in the house? <clears throat> well, they can dress themselves. <laughs> that's, so, a <laughs> that's a change from having three in diapers. Oh, man. Uh, which, which is better? Diapers or teenagers? Mm-mm. I was told when we had our first child, that's Micah, our daughter, by a good friend of mine uh, back home uh, in our church back home that had children that were about four or five years older. So he was a little bit ahead of me. And he said, uh, and I was just struggling with having a first child. And he said, Rob, man, this was done. He said, don't, don't try to. You know, don't rush any stage that your children go through. Don't be overly anxious about getting to the next stage because each stage has its um, its joys and its sorrows yeah. and, and difficult times. And, uh, and we've tried to live by that. So there are tough places of having teenagers um, but there are also some really good things, um, too. So, and it's, I'll say it's about equal. Now that's me. I'm the daddy. What about now you, mama Dana? may say something different. I think looking back on it now, diapers mm-hmm. was a lot easier mm-hmm. because now it's so many emotions and granted they can mm. express those emotions, which is good. Well, sometimes it's, it's a hard, joy. harder because they can express. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what makes it a little bit more difficult as they just maneuver through emotions and friends and all those things that now are external that 
didn't really bother them and the way the friends feel and that kind of stuff when they're infants. They're just little and you hug on them and they're cute and you just change a diaper. Yeah. And you play and you read and you point. talk and you didn't, re- we didn't realize it at the time. We just kind of thought, oh my gosh, when they get out of these diapers or, right. oh, when they start to talk or when they get out of that car seat. Right. You know, you yeah. try not to do it a try, lot. Yeah, we try not to do that, but. But there are those moments. Yeah. Well, but now that they're teenagers. Yes. You're tired. Yeah. And some of this we don't totally remember. We just have to look at pictures to tell. It's all a blur. It really is. Five <laughs> children in seven years. What's it like having five kids and being uh, a pastor and children's director? Do they see uh, mom and dad as pastor and children's director? Yeah, I think so because they 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 are with us most of the time. Uh, even as they've gotten older, they we still spend a lot of time together uh, at at church or at you know when we're together at the at where we worship. So I, I think they do see us in that way, but we've tried to although they work with us alongside us, we we've tried to. Um not let them live the 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 PK life, you know, the right. preacher's kid right. life. Uh, we we tried to not do that and try try have tried to keep certain conversations where they you know where they can't hear or you know we we try to keep certain things together just Dana and I. Right. Um to protect the children and cuz we don't want to we don't want them to see ministry as a burden. Right. <clears throat> That's wise. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Would, would you add something to that? Huh? I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. When I look at the two of you, I see a great team, uh, a husband and a wife that work together as mm-hmm. a team so well. What advice do you have for, for parents who are listening? Uh, just getting through the every day together as team. I think it's interesting that you would use that terminology because we play a lot of sports and our children play a lot of sports and so we are really heavy on teams and team building and character and motivating and I think that's it we went to a marriage retreat several years back and it was sports related (laughs) marriage retreat and they gave out these balls these baseballs Baseballs, and had us to write on the baseball we are on the same team oh I love that and we keep ours where we can see it, yep. and it's kind of where we can see it, but it's there, and when we're in the area, we know that it's there, and we can look at it. And so what you said is what we do. We're on the same team, and we're constantly talking about strengths and you know, helping each other with our weaknesses. And as we're team building, and not even just team building, but working with them through ministry and life and people and us and situations and school and, you know, um, yeah, somebody may not have shown up today and you're going to have to serve, but that's okay because we're not doing it for us. Like we're on the same team. We're doing this for the Lord. We're on the Lord's team and it's not to make us feel good or to look good or anything like that. It's, Hey, we're doing ministry. And so one of the things that I think that we have, that's unique is we still will do testimonies at church. And one of the things that our children really enjoy is hearing those testimonies because then I think they get to see, Hey, we're on the same team as those people. 
that we're that's good ministering yeah. with or yeah. for yeah. or that's why mom and dad didn't you know talk to us last night and that's why mom and dad were on the phone oh i didn't realize that's who that was i didn't realize that's what that situation was and so it has kind of fostered that within our family team and i think within our church team yeah um i think another thing that um we would share with other um married folks is we talk a lot we we talk uh, quite a bit so we'll wake up talking uh, unless one of us has to get up very early in the morning um we'll talk when we get up and we talk a lot at night before we go to bed and we'll talk you know throughout the day sometimes uh, as much as we can um between Dana uh, schooling at home and, and me uh, working uh, we'll try to communicate throughout the day. So I think that's huge. Communication is very, very, very important. Absolutely. Um, and it sort of keeps out. <clears throat> it, it it shuts up cracks, I think. Seals the crack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It really mm-hmm. does. Yes. Um, and, and it also lets you know, uh, keeps you abreast of, of how the other one is doing. And what's going on within the family, you know, so um, I think that's one of the things that stands out for me is we just talk a lot. We talk all the time and we're good friends. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm Dana Hornby. You're listening to The Calling. We'll be back in just a moment with Rob and Dana Owens and more on Team I'm Dana Hornby. We're back. You're listening to The Calling, and we're here this morning with Rob and Dana Owens. We're going to talk a little bit now about Rob and Dana's calling, and uh, I know that you've been in ministry for a long time. How did you first feel that call on your heart to do this? I was in college, uh, in grad school, I guess. I guess we'd been married. We had just gotten married, and we were heavily involved in InterVarsity Christian Fellowship at Tennessee Tech. And uh, we've both been uh, serving the Lord uh, together as, as students. And uh, it was, I guess it was probably the, f- I don't know, maybe the second year of our marriage when I really began to hear the Lord's call. And we'd gone, we'd gone on a uh, spring leadership uh, retreat with uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And that's, that's when I first sort of began to hear the voice of the Lord uh, tell me that there was more work for me. Uh, in the ministry and uh, began to move forward in that. Uh, so that's been just over 20 years ago now. I think wow. it was 1999 when I preached my first sermon. They're right. Was it 99? Were you scared? Yeah. <laughs> but even, I mean, it, most most pastors would say this, um, preachers, and, um, you never, those butterflies never, never go away. Do you have a favorite scripture? <laughs> yeah, Matthew six thirty three. Yeah, tell so, our listeners what that is. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And I got that the summer before we got married. It was uh, summer of nineteen ninety seven. Wow, is when I was studying the Word that that summer, and that's my that's my thing. Seek God first, and everything else you need will just follow. Yeah, Dana, did this life make sense? I don't think it made sense. Still does not make sense. Yeah, because we, we were getting up to make a lot of money. Oh, we you had, are? What yeah. were we going to do? 
Well, we were at tech and studying engineering, and I was a biology major and thinking engineering pre-med, and that didn't go the way we thought it would go. Fell in love, got married, finished up school, and we're at a crossroads, and so we spent several weeks just fasting and praying, what do we do next? And at that point, we got to the end of the crossroads and still didn't have an answer. Right and moved, stayed with his family, and then slowly little steps that we took while still doing ministry, we started taking steps of, um, okay, what do we do next? Let's take this job, let's take this job. And then finally there was a point where we both received a phone call just out of the blue of, hey, here's this teaching position. Not really knowing what it would end And that route kind of took us back to being back in Cookville, which took us to doing ministry again in a different way because we had moved away. And while we were gone four or five years, we did ministry at his home church and being with the college students and being with teenagers. And he did the choir and preaching and not realizing how all those things set us up for where we are now of doing children's ministry and doing the choir and doing teen ministry and being the first ones at the church, being the last ones at the church a lot. And then moved back to Cookville similarly. So I guess I look back at it and think I was not prepared, but all those little steps led us to where we are now of being the first one to open the doors and the last one to close the doors. And if there's someone to sing, then he's singing. If right. um, there's someone to do children's or college or teen ministry, like we have done it all. You're listening to The Calling. We'll be back in just a moment with more from Rob and Dana Owens. I'm Dana Hornby. You're listening to The Calling. We're back this morning with Rob Owens and his wife, Dana. They're the pastors and children's uh, person at Kynos Church. They're at 402 North Walnut, and they want to invite you to come join them at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings and the first and third Wednesdays at 6.30. And they would like to share with us now a motivational moment. So... um just in, in light of um, what our community is dealing with, I had a couple of scriptures that we wanted to share uh, today. Dane, would you read the first one there? Matthew 5, <clears throat> verses 3 and 4. Verse 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Four says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And then we have uh, Romans uh, chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Continue or contribute to the needs of the saints. 
and seek to show hospitality. <clears throat> I was uh, in a group text with some friends, uh, one of whom does not live here anymore and was obviously was trying to find out uh, how everyone was doing, uh, you know, after the storm passed through. And, you know, everybody's, you know, so you sort of do the roll call, right? We're good. We're good. And, and, uh, and I chimed in and said, you know, we're good. We're just without power. And, um, and we were talking about how sad it is. Uh, here I go. I ain't cried yet. <laughs> so, uh, but then I said, as sad as it is, um, God is still in control. And he's got it all covered. And so I just, you know, I wanted to share these scriptures just to be reminded of what the word, what God's word says. And Dana read the one for me that's most powerful in this moment. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. We're, our whole community is mourning. Some, it's much more intense because of uh, their level of loss um, than, than it is for others. But um, walking around our university campus and driving around town and seeing the uh, debris that's everywhere, it reminds me that we're all connected. You can't, on that part, in that part of town, you can go nowhere. I have not been able to go anywhere and not feel a connection because I, I'm stepping on uh, uh, fiberglass, Insulation, you know, it's the shingling that you're finding across, you know, miles away. Um, but I'm comforted by God's word that says. Those that mourn will be comforted. And that's that's an encouragement to the people um, of our community right now. Um, and the other piece over in Romans uh, verse nine starts out by saying, let love be genuine. Um, <clears throat> and it's all about love for one another, love within the body of Christ. Um, and I'm and I'm I'm encouraged by our community and the love that our community is exudes. I think I think there's something special about us being the only Cookville uh, on on the globe in God's earth. Um, I, I think the level of unity that we have uh, Psalms 133. Um, let me see. I think I actually had that pulled up. Psalms 133 says this. Um, it says, uh, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. I I'm encouraged that we live in a community where, number one, our city and our county mayors profess faith in the Lord Jesus. I know that to some that offends, but that's okay because even to those that it offends, they're going to get a covering too because their leadership serves Jesus and our leadership is unified, city and county government. I don't know. We've got issues with some of the diversity stuff that happened a couple of weeks ago with the refugees, but ultimately our city mayor and our county mayor love God and they profess that and they serve him. They're unified. I believe that benefits our community in spiritual ways that some of us will never know. Mm -hmm. And I also suggest that um, there is a great deal of unity uh, within the church 
the Big C Church in our community. Um, there are many of us pastors that are in a group text. We communicate with each other. We pray for each other. Um, so I think we're se- we're seeing in our community something special in terms of this whole disaster relief effort and the love that is being poured out um, because of the unity that exists in our community, both uh, with our government and with our with the church. And the government and the church is connected. There's power in that. And there's a protection, I believe, that has come. I know we've lost loved ones, but there's a protection and a favor that I think we have in this community because of the unity and the love that comes from that unity. You realize, do you, do you listeners, do you not realize that had that tornado, had it, had it come through and hit that hospital, or had it come through and hit Tennessee Tech University campus, 12 hours later, in the daytime, um, as as much as many are crying for those folks that have passed, that number could have been 50, 60, 70, 80. Um, so that, I, I'm just thankful that we live in the community that we live in and that we're able to love on the folks like we're able to love on them that are really struggling and have lost loved ones and have folks that are still in the hospital and have lost all of their possessions that we're going to be able to rebuild. Um, probably more quickly than we would have if we didn't live in this community. So, obviously, I'm a fan of Cookville. Antenna Hornby, you're listening to The Calling. We'll be right back. I'm Dana Hornby. You're listening to The Calling, and we're back with our last segment of the show, which I always look forward to because it's just fun questions. You uh, you do get a free pass, or you can plead the fifth, whatever, <laughs> something like that. But uh, we're going to get to the nitty-gritty of the Owens life. So, Dana, I'm going to start with you. I was listening to one of your answers, and you mentioned strength and weaknesses earlier in our conversation. So what would you say are Rob's strengths? His strengths are are his love of family, his dedication, his willingness to work and communicate, and he apologizes first. Oh, I love that. Okay, so what about Dana? What are her strengths? This woman loves me. Oh, love it. I don't look at you now. (laughs) She loves me, Um, and it's clear. She, she wants the very best for me. She goes out of the way, out of her way, to make sure that I'm happy and that I'm comfortable. Um, she treats me like a king. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves my children, and she follows me. I'm a visionary. She she trusts me to lead her and our children into these wild ideas that we have. And they're not really wild. I mean, just playing the church is not wild. Or <laughs> starting a community organization is no. not really wild. <laughs> no. But, uh, but no, those three things jump out at me. I tease that I'm only following because he's the balloon, the guy in the hot air balloon. Oh, yeah. So our analogy is he's the guy in the hot air balloon that can see far. And then I'm the one who is holding the tether rope. What is your most used emoji on your phone? Mine is the uh, just a thumbs up. Yeah. Smiley face or winking. Winky Kissy face. face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so Rob, uh-huh. do you name your car? Uh-uh. No? 
Nah. You've never named a car? He did not name him, but the children named <laughs> yes. the suburban that he had, Mr. and my old suburban, Mrs. Oh, yeah. that They did do that. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs.? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You could be the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room. Which would you want to be? Funniest. I say funniest, too. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to be smart you to be, be smart funny. to be funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, not money, what would it be? If I didn't gain weight, Snickers bars. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. I agree. Do you forget those little bitty snack bite ones? Yes. Yeah. And then you eat. 10,000 of them. Do you know how many you can fit in your mouth at one time? I do not. Yeah, I don't either. Just asking. I just was wondering. Yeah, but I 12. Gasoline. <laughs> what would you do with all that gas? Where would you well, go? I would just, then I could sell it, see? Oh, here we go. Making some money. <laughs> Making money. Because yes. then, then I could. This I is could, what I live with. I could help. <laughs> I am if, the one holding uh, the balloon. Yes. yes. the rope. People would come to me. For my unlimited stores of gasoline, I'm like, you know, Robin Hood, right? Yes, so, yes, yes. You know, rob the rich to, <laughs> to give to the poor. Okay, so that that begs another question. <laughs> yeah. Would you would you have like Robin Dana's, uh, you know, gas station, or yeah. would you sell it on the futures market? Probably some of both. I, we keep diversify. We keep some, yeah, we diversify. You diversify your gasoline. He's lying. He would <laughs> give it all away. No, nah, I couldn't. He would. You got you to hold on to it because some people are always going to need gas. He would give it away. We could then use that money how we want to use it in the community. To do good. Yes. Thank you, Robin Dana, for being here today and for joining me, for discussing your ministry all the way from day one to today at Kynos Church. Uh, thank you for sharing your story of your sweet family and your calling. Each week we'll introduce you to members of the community who have followed their call to serve. I'm Dana Hornby, and this has been The Calling.